swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So help me God. If you're like me and you have watched a criminal or detective series or TV show, you must already have heard this statement before. But have you ever stopped to wonder what exactly is the truth? The Cambridge Dictionary calls the truth the quality of being true. I know, it really tells you absolutely nothing. So you follow through and you're like, okay, so what is true? True, an adjective, not false, right? Not wrong, correct. And you're like, okay, this doesn't really help me much, okay? And it says adjective before noun, being what exists rather than what was thought intended or stated. I actually like the second one. I feel like, okay, I'm getting closer. I'm feeling a little warmer. I feel like I, 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 feel like I have a semblance of idea of what it means to be true, right? But do we? Do we really, like, after hearing that, do you feel like you know what truth is? I think so often when we think of truth, we're like, we think of truth as facts, okay? So the truth for us would be A loves B, right? Those are the truth. Those are the facts. That's just the facts of the case. A loves B. Those are facts. And sometimes we consider facts truth. But facts don't tell us the whole thing. They don't tell us why A loves B. They don't tell us when A started loving B. We don't know what kind of love A feels for B. We just know the facts say A loves B. So for me, personally, when I come to the conversation of truth, I come to the conversation with an aspect of truth is something that comes with context and it comes with lived experience. One of my favorite quotes is actually by Oscar Wilde who says, the truth is really pure and never simple, right? And recently on my timeline on Instagram, I've been seeing so many stories firstly there's the whole save free britney or save britney um and you know then there's the whole pedophile ring that is in hollywood and other and all the issues with the children sex trafficking and then more recently and i'm sure most controversially kanye west and all the things he's saying like you know is he saying truth or is he crazy or you know is there conspiracy to attack this man? What exactly is the truth? See, I feel like in a world of noise, I find myself needing and, and desperate and hungry for truth. I'm hungry for it. But I've been wondering if I could recognize truth when I see it. Do I know what truth looks like? Do I know what truth is to me? Right? What is it? And it matters. It matters because... By deciding what I see, decide is true, it affects how I see the world and how I interact in it. See, there's a quote uh, like by James E. Force that says, Honesty is more than not lying. It is the truth, it is truth telling, truth speaking, truth living, and truth loving. Truth speaking, truth telling, truth living, and truth telling. Again, it comes that weird word, true. So what is the truth exactly? And 
I mean, what exactly does it mean for something to be true? Like, does anyone ever know anything to be true? And if you know the facts, does that mean you know the, 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 you know the truth? There's actually quite an interesting movie. You should check it out. It's an old one, but it was called Vantage Point. What I liked about the movie was that the whole storyline was about telling the events of a day from different vantage points. People didn't know the whole story. We, the viewers, got to see the whole story or piece it together because we were seeing multiple vantage points, but each individual within the moment, within the experience, only had their one unique uh, vantage point, which reminds me of this parable. And I'm sure you might have seen it on the internet and it's normally spoken for different things. And it says, it's a parable of the blind man and the elephant. It is found in Buddhist, Hindu, and Jain texts. But so often I've also seen it coming up again and again on the internet. So if you don't know, I'm going to tell you about it. It says, a group of blind men heard that a strange animal called an elephant had been brought to town. But none of them were aware of the shape and form. Out of curiosity, they said, we must inspect and know it by touch of which we are capable so we sorted so they sorted out and they found it and groped about it the first person who had, whose hand had landed on the trunk said this being is as thick as a snake and another whose hand reached for his ear it seemed like a kind of a fan as for another person whose hand was upon his leg the elephant is a pillar like a tree trunk the blind man who placed his hand upon its side says the elephant is a wall and another who felt its tail described it as a rope. The last felt its tusk stating the elephant it's that which is hard and smooth like a spear. See the thing about it is because we are not experiencing this story like the blind man we can kind of see like okay the guys you you no one is wrong everyone is right but the truth is each man was speaking their own truth. But their own truth to the other blind people sounded like a lie. See, I feel like when I look at this story, I kind of come back to this statement. We must inspect it and know it by touch of which we are capable. Okay? Because then this statement comes down to the fact as when we look at truth and when we begin to explore what truth means and what truth can be for us, what methods are we using to discover truth? What questions are we asking? What are we leaning on? You see, if these blind people had eyes to see, then they would have seen the elephant differently, but they didn't. They were limited in the actual capability to explore this, right? They were limited by it. They were limited by the fact that even their truth wasn't coming together. Maybe if they'd come together and said, okay, um, you know, where were you standing? And they kind of negotiated and they figured it out. They could have come to alter the truth, but coming from one viewpoint, with only one version of events. Everyone was telling their absolute truth, nothing but the truth, so help them God. But this truth was an incomplete truth, but it was not a lie either. And it was not even a falsehood, it was an absolute truth to the experienced person. See, a lot of times when we talk about facts and we talk about the truth, we also forget the context in which everyone experiences it. We try to like, Act like it doesn't matter, but it does. You know, it really absolutely does. Like, how it is we're telling the story, how it is that we're experiencing the story matters, right? Where we are. For example, Black Lives Matter. 
experiencing the Black Lives Matter movement whilst I'm in Australia is different from experiencing it whilst I'm in Zimbabwe. It is different if I was experiencing it whilst I was in America, right? Just the actual physicality of where I am physically and geographically located as I explore my truth changes how I feel, see, and interact with the truth itself. But it does not make my experience any false. It just makes it limited, right? So that is it. We talk about context. But then, right, what about the other context of actually what affects what we consider true? And I like to think that our emotional state of being matters, right? So there's a story. I know today we're telling a lot of stories, but okay, this one. Promise, last, last story that's not about me. But I'll definitely tell you this. There's a guy and he had four sons. And what he did was he told each son to go see this tree but he told each son to go in the different seasons so the first son uh said the tree was ugly bent and distorted the second son was like he found the tree green and it promised fertility the third son said he saw you know blooming and the fruit and then the youngest said you know all the fruits were there and everything was happy See, they all saw the exact same tree in different seasons, right? It was the same tree, different seasons. This is normally spoken about like, oh, you need to view life as happiness. But I'm going to take it as a, tr- as a lesson in truth, okay? We like to think of ourselves, I personally like to think of myself as an objective human being. I like to believe that I am kind and honest and I am objective and I am fair and just... But recently I realized that that is not always the complete truth. (laughs) Because depending on the day and the emotional space I'm in, I am interacting with a lot of things differently. I am exploring and feeling a lot of things differently. And that's something we don't talk about when we talk about the truth, right? When I'm in love, everything feels good. When I'm angry, everything feels bad. Our emotional states affect how we interact with everything, including the facts and including the truth. So we've talked about this and we're like, okay, but you know what? So why does it matter? And why am I even talking about this? The truth is, we live in a world where Everyone wants to tell us who's right, who's wrong. We have a strong cancel culture. It, you know, a strong... Everyone wants to be right. It's almost like... You, and on the other hand, they feel so much pressure to always be right. There's almost a pressure to apologize for what we don't know, what we don't understand, for where we've been, even if in those moments, in those contexts, it was true. You know, Fred Nietzsche said, there are no facts, only interpretations. And sometimes that's exactly what it is, right? So I recently saw this video and you should check it out on Instagram if you can. And it was Julia Stiles, Stiles, and she was, I think it was Save the Last Dance or one of those uh, movies. Um, And it was the final piece, like in the movie, this was like a final piece, like the grand dance piece. 
and it showed this other person recreating it now and we're like oh my gosh this move this this dance was awful it was terrible honestly you need to watch it it was so terrible and my first instance i'm not gonna lie i was like i knew it was not that great that's um, that is a lie i actually thought it was great at the time i liked the movie i loved the storyline and i thought she was killing it i thought like yay look at her but watching it now i'm like <gasps> no 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 i never thought that almost a shame for liking what i liked when i liked it but the truth is with the information that I had, with the little that I understood of the world and from my age and from where I was inter- interacting with it, that dance was great. That was my truth in the moment. That was my truth in itself. That was my truth in that moment and it mattered, right? But the thing about it is it didn't make it wrong. It didn't make it a lie. It mattered. Like It really does matter. But I feel for me, as I now come to the space where I'm exploring what truth is and I'm trying to say like, okay, what is truth? Is that for me, truth cannot exist without actually room for new information. So the truth is, I thought that dance in that movie was the best thing since sliced bread. But it becomes a falsehood if now, knowing better, I hold still to the fact that 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 was the best dance because now it's not because I have new information. And I feel like one of the biggest challenges we have as people is the refusal to admit that. I can't say to admit we're wrong. It's that refusal to admit any new information and the new expression that might say we were wrong before or that we didn't know better, right? But the thing about it, that's the beauty of truth. The beauty of truth is the ability for it to be changed and to be malleable as we know better, as we seek better, as we want better. So there's this saying by Spencer Johnson said, integrity is willing my is telling myself the truth. And honesty is telling the truth to other people. You know, so often we we don't even want to tell ourselves the truth. You know, because it's hard. It's hard to admit that. It's hard to admit that, yes, I made the choice to, let's say, pursue this career when I was 18. And that was true. And now at 29, I realized that was not the right choice for me or that decision was made poorly. And to admit that truth to myself, that's not easy, right? But it doesn't mean I was wrong or I was lying before. It just means that I didn't have as much information as I have now. I did not have the benefit of foresight. I did not have the benefit of different resources. And sometimes I might just have not been emotionally, spiritually, and just quite frankly, at that point, I might just not have wanted to know better. Okay, And that happens too. But at a point at which I finally say I'm ready and I'm willing and I am making deliberate actions to inform myself, then when I know better... I need to be willing to change the truth and how I speak it. Now, apparently, Mahatma Gandhi believed that the truth never changes a cause that is just. That is not true. Absolutely not true. I feel like Mahatma Gandhi did not live with the internet. 
the reality of it is I want to tell you, I wish I could tell you like um, my favorite Hallmark movies or my Disney movies that when you tell the truth, everything gets fixed. No, it does not always fix everything. Sometimes the truth breaks things. It breaks things and you have to build again, you know, and sometimes, and sometimes you, you what it is that you lose, might, you may not be able to get it again, you know. The truth is, Michael Jackson is a great musician. Facts. But he was also somebody who was accused of molesting children. Those are facts too. And we wish those things don't affect, but sometimes it does affect. It affects how people perceive you. It affects what your legacy looks like. It affects all of these things. See, I, I wish I could tell you to just be brave and speak your truth. But the truth comes with a cost. You know, it, it almost always comes with a cost. But what I do know about the truth is it has a way of putting you right where you're supposed to be. Even if that new place is nothing like you hoped it would be in the beginning. See, the other part of the truth is when we tell other people the truth. I used to have this bad habit where I always used to say to somebody, if I fight with you, I'm going to tell you who you are. <laughs> I'm going to tell you your truth. You know, and you see, I wasn't saying I was going to lie. I was just going to tell you exactly who you are. And I really thought it was so cool. Like, that's the worst thing I can do to you. I could, I, I'm not going to call you anything you're not. I'm going to tell you exactly what you are. And the thing is, truth without love is brutality. And love without truth is hypocrisy. That's what Warren Washer said. And when I think about that, I think that we cannot talk about the truth without admitting that. So often, particularly as we navigate the internet, there is so much pressure to have truth all the time. Truth without regard of people, without regard of anyone else, but to just speak truth. And there is a cruelty in, our, in that approach. But we need to have love. And love isn't about hiding the truth. But love is about being very conscious about how we say the truth. See, I have created my own internal test that I'm hoping will help you. Is when I try to test what is true and what isn't. I always say, what do I know? What are the facts? the undisputable things that I know, you know, and this is like, oh, this, this, that happened. But these facts also include, I feel this because that is a fact. <laughs> and then the next question is, how do I know it? It matters. I feel like it matters to know how you know things because like the story of the blind man, your capabilities to understand and explore the truth limits your ability to see the truth. So it's also important to see this. In science, we say you test the methodology. The methodology is as important as the findings themselves. So what is your methodology? How are you exploring this truth? And particularly on the internet, why are people telling you this truth? It also matters. Like why people tell you things or why you find truth, it matters. And it's also just important to also factor in your emotional cap um, approach to it. And then what don't you know? 
you know, like after you say everything you do know about the case, what don't you know? And also think about what it is that you might find out that would change how you feel about that situation right now. I'm not saying this is a perfect template to ascertain whether something is true or not. But what I know is that it's something that can help you begin, particularly as you navigate online spaces, to become more critically aware, as, as, to just stop thinking and seeking out truth for yourself. See, in truth comes also the responsibility to be quiet. Maybe when we begin to hear more and we listen more and we find more truth, we become to be compassionate to other people and then we begin also to just be quiet when we do not know what we, when we don't know what it is that we don't know. So I hope that as you finish listening to this podcast and you enter this new week, my hope for you is that may you tell truth with love and compassion. May you be truth-telling, truth-speaking, truth-living, and truth-loving in all it is you do and in all it is that you aspire for. May truth guide you home. May it guide you to yourself. May it guide you to your dreams. And may it guide you to the answers you seek. And never be afraid to change your mind because there's courage in that. Until next week, thank you so much for listening. Stay blessed and stay beautiful.